for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. There's a question. How do you know God? How, how are we aware of who He is? You know, it, it speaks of in Romans that nature even speaks about God. You know, His, His, uh, His divine nature, His eternal power, that, that everyone... You know, sometimes I always spoke about or thought about the pygmy in Africa who never heard the name of Jesus Christ. How was he going to know about God? Well, in Romans, it tells us about that he's going to understand God by nature. And the issue is, how does he understand or respond to God's working in his life and what he sees around him? The question is, I get so caught up in the city that sometimes I don't see God in nature, in the mountains, out in the plains, and the desert. Do I see God at those points? Whenever Jesus Christ uh, began his ministry, it says that the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness in Mark. And the idea of his time in the wilderness was he spent that time with his father. Maybe I need a little more time away from all the hustle and bustle. I know it's only six days away from Christmas. I know it's almost here, and I'm, I'm sure you're wrapping packages and you're concerned about all those uh, important details of, of your celebration of Christ's birth. But I'd encourage you for a, a few minutes a day or maybe a half hour in a park to look upon God's nature so that you would see His, His divine nature, and His eternal power. Job today, we look at this. I'm John Smizer. It's good to be with you. Job chapter 37, verses 1 through 13. At this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven and sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice. When his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. He says to the snow, fall on the earth, and to the rain shower be a mighty downpour, so that everyone he has made may know his work. He stops all people from their labor. The animals take cover, they remain in their dens. The tempest comes out from its chamber, the cold from the driving winds. The breath of God produces ice, and the broad waters become frozen. He loads the clouds with moisture, he scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. He brings the clouds to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. Today, I'm 
going to just take you on a journey, a journey through our passage, this Job 37, 1 through 13. My wife and I, when we got married, uh, I, we enjoyed being out of doors, going camping, being out in the forests or out in the wilderness. In fact, our, some of our honeymoon was spent in a wilderness. Of three days, we were alongside a creek and we were able to draw the water, we'd boil it, we'd cook with it, and, and we just lived outdoors for three days. But there were certain things that my wife was afraid of. And I encouraged her as we considered our children coming that we don't put our fears into them. The things that concern us, uh, we don't transmit them to our children. And today I want to look at this passage in Job. As he praises who God is, he, he celebrates the nature, the, the, the eternal power and divine nature of God that Paul spoke about in this passage. At this, my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen, listen to the roar of his voice, to the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven and sends it to the ends of the earth. Whenever our children would hear lightning, I would speak about, I wonder what God's saying to us. I would encourage them to not be fearful of that thing, to be cautious, to not stand out in a field in the middle of a rainstorm and lightning all around you. No, don't do that. But when you hear the lightning or you see the lightning and you hear the thunder, it's an opportunity to know God's in control. He goes on then and after that comes the sound of the roar. He thunders with his majestic voice. When his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. You know, one time I was in the middle of a lake, and, and in the lake it was about five miles to the nearest shoreline. And all of a sudden a, a thunderstorm came rolling through. And just the downpour on our speedboat as we were trying to get to the other side of the lake. And at, the, at moments, we would hear thunder and we would see the lightning. And we said, we got to hurry. So we kept going. And at one point, the thunder and the lightning were simultaneous. Do you know how challenged I was to recognize that that's the hand of God? And He knows me. He knows my concerns. And He watches over me. Because on the lake... What's the tallest thing? It would be the boat we're riding in. And he didn't strike our boat with the lightning. But I knew of his great power. When you see nature, do you acknowledge the greatness of God and that it's his hand at work? He goes on then and it says, God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. Today, there's so many people working with this issue of climate change and trying to understand all of the, uh, the things that make our climate, you know, the ozone layer and, and uh, the, the uh, drought or the, the water that we don't have, trying to understand it. And 
how about just recognizing that God's at work? God's doing these things. Will I ever change it? Will my efforts or all of our efforts together ever be able to change what God has in mind? I don't think so. God's the one who created this world. He created all of the uh, principles that guide the world's nature. He created you and me. And He loves us. And He's not going to allow us to be harmed in any way that we do not deserve. Now, we may be foolish, and in that, we'll deserve whatever thing happens to us. And boy, in my youth, I was foolish, and I deserved what things happened to me. But God's hand is over us. He's watching us. goes on here. It says, He says to the snow, fall on the earth, and to the rain shower, be mighty downpour. The animals take cover. And then down in verse 10, the breath of God produces ice, and the broad waters become frozen. Who's in control of nature? God is. He's at work. Let's praise Him. Let's acknowledge Him and see that it's God's voice, God's work, and God's hand in our lives. May we not become fearful and frustrated and concerned to the point of not just being humble and surrendering ourselves to God. He's our Savior. He's the one who will walk with us. Today, I pray that you and I learn from the nature around us about our God. The last two verses, verse 12 and 13, it says, At his direction they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands. See, the, those winds, those rains, those storms, that thunder, that lightning, the snow, it's at his command. He guides it. He's not a God who's distant and away from us. No. He's ever-present in our lives. Verse 13, He brings the clouds to punish people or to water His earth and show His love. Today, I want you to recognize when you look at people and you wonder, why would God bless them? Why would God punish them? Why would God do things for them that He's not doing for me? That was Job's condition here. He struggled and Elhu challenged him to recognize and praise God in all of creation. Today, whether the rain falls on you as a challenge to grow or a punishment to the evil, or is it a place you need to turn to Him? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, today we thank you that we're not alone, we're not challenged and, and left on our own, but you're here walking beside us. You're with us in every way. And Lord, may we acknowledge that the sun that shines is as it were your heavenly Son, Jesus Christ, who warms our hearts and our lives. For the rain that nourishes our earth, Lord, 
May we recognize that you're guiding that. Father, today we praise your name for you are God and you are great. In your precious name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.